0: These are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to WonderfulPistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now.
1: Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking Account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right, no fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdrive fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So... If you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com bravado. That's Chime.com bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot Me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com/disclosures for details. <laughs>
0: Germany and this is Brittany and this is the black girl bravado podcast hey guys welcome back welcome back so um we have another special special guest guys we're so happy we want to talk about natural hair
1: hair we touched on hair a little bit in our black at work episode it was
0: black in the workplace black
1: in the workplace yes black in the workplace episode 12 10? episode 12 I don't remember go back and find I just out. know that we um Talked on here, talked about hair. We wanted to touch on it in a little bit more depth because it's um, very important to us. It's very important to the Black community black in general. Community. This our is hair, your crown. This is our crown. This is it our determines crown. how we move around in this world.
0: Yes, how we feel too.
1: You're right. When you're, when my hair is a mess, mood down.
0: When my hair is a mess, mood down as well. <laughs> not feeling. So it. we just
1: wanted to touch a little bit more on black hair.
0: And, and also bringing the babies in the mix.
1: Yes. We have a few mothers that listen to this podcast, and hopefully we're going to get a few more that listen to this podcast. And we want you guys to raise your kids up <laughs> to love their black hair.
0: Right. All right. So.
1: So I'm going to jump right in, and I'm going to give you guys a rundown on Christine before she jumps onto the podcast. So by day, Christine, Michelle Carter is a passionate global marketing Strategist with 10 years of progressive experience driving results for innovative category leading companies. By night, she is a mom of two members, two two members of Generation Alpha, Maya, who is six, and Wes, who is two. She has become a voice for millennial moms and uniquely young black female professionals and mothers, and she's labeled as a thought leader for marketing to millennial consumers. She has been featured in And guests contributed to several global digital publications, including HuffPost, Health, Ebony, Black Bride, Retail Consumer Experience, Inc., Women's Health, and many others. She is a specialist in project management and partnership marketing. She has formed strategic alliances for organizations with the following companies and brands. Starbucks, Under Armour, Whole Foods, Ikea, just to name a few. Christine. Hello. Hey, so Christine. So excited. Yes. yes.
0: We're so glad that you took time out of your busy day and away from your two babies, right? Yes. Your two kids. <laughs> and your husband. You have a husband as well. Yeah,
1: she's a wife too. Sorry, yeah. I forgot to include that part. She's a wife and a mother.
0: Wife times mom. So yeah. thank you for taking time to sit down with us and encourage and um, inform our listeners about this natural hair journey and how we raise our kids to love the, the natural black hair.
2: Absolutely. I'm very happy to have this conversation. I'm a big advocate for natural
0: hair. Yeah. Speaking of natural hair, how did you... How, what's your natural hair journey, Brittany? Because I know that you have the um, wash and go, the curly curly.
1: Um, My natural hair journey officially started, I would say... um. 2009 mm. so or two yeah 2009 i had just moved to los angeles and impulsively i had cut all my hair off into a super short cut
0: the jada pinky
1: maybe not jada Pinkett, the halle berry the halle berry okay
0: the halle berry. Um,
1: and then i wore that for a few months and then i wanted to grow my hair back i had had a perm um the shortcut because you know when you have the well back then we had the short hair it needed to be laid yes so I had a perm and then right around the time that I decided I wanted to grow my hair back out it was like I would say like the appearance of the natural hair community like the natural hair bloggers were just getting started I remember the first person I had stumbled upon um, across was Michi Monroe, rest in peace. She was a part she, of the... She's dead now? Unfortunately, she had brain cancer. Oh. But she was one of the um, Monroe sisters. If you were into the natural hair community back then, you probably most likely heard about her. And they were one of the first... Two of the first two people that I saw, like, jumping into the natural hair journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, while my hair was growing out of the perm, I started seeing curls forming. And then I'm like, let me find out... <laughs> My hair um, curls because I was getting perms like as young as five or six. Right. Because to my mother, my hair was unmanageable. So I was really researching and more natural hair bloggers were popping up and Instagram had started. So people were doing their natural hair and showcasing it on Instagram, YouTube. And so I decided I'm just going to be natural. So as I grew my hair out, I, I maintained it in its natural state. And then um, I had gotten some weaves to, like, jumpstart the growth process right. because, mind you, my hair was short and I'm going through this transition. Right. It was a lot. So I had gotten weaves for, I think, like, six months. And then once I took the weave out, I felt comfortable just rocking my natural hair. I felt comfortable with styles. And then, so I never really did. I guess that was considered my big chop. Yeah. Um, not intentionally, but it just worked out that way. <clears throat> And then, since then, I've been I've been natural. I was a straight natural for a couple of years where I just frequently flattened my hair. And that kind of started my natural hair journey over because I had a lot of heat damage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but after I got over that, I pretty much haven't put heat on my hair in a while. So, I've been natural, natural, natural for some time now. How about you?
0: Um... I don't have the same journey. I've always <laughs> worn my, my natural hair, not my natural, you know, out. It's been, what do you want to call it, straightened. Like, I used to always get my hair straightened and pin curled, and I was never content with the length, like, ever. Mm-hmm. And my the my father's side grows very, very long hair, and I'm like, hey.
1: Where's mine? Where's
0: mine? Where's <laughs> my piece of the pie? <laughs> so, uh, my hair never really was, like, lengthy at all but I always kept it done and it to me it was manageable. I also had perms at a very young age and then I didn't have a perm for a while and then I decided to get a perm because I was pressing on my edges too frequently, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So I'm like need a light perm all around right. to be able to manage my hair because I have coarse hair to me. Mm-hmm. It's the 4 4b 4c 4d 4e 4f. It's it's rather um coarse. So it it made my hair manageable and then for about I want to say three or four years I wore the twist braids you know for so long until one day I was like after wearing them for like two three years I jumped out and then the hair was not manageable it was not it wasn't you know how we call our hair trained after you've been putting so much heat on it it wasn't trained anymore and it was humid we were at Ashley's pool party Mm -hmm. my hair was a mess And my sister, who'd already had her hair locked for, uh, I want to say four years, was like, you need to lock your hair. It looks a damn mess. (laughs) Like we went to the movies the next day on Sunday and girl, it was human as hell that summer. And it was just not doing what it was supposed to be doing and my sister and my mom were making fun of me and they're like you gotta make a change you gotta do something
1: so that was your breaking point
0: that was it my sister was like lock your hair i'll send you some pinterest uh, inspiration you can't be like worried about it do it made appointment the next week and here i am um what is this three years later three i think three years later Mm -hmm. and my hair is locked now which this is the best decision i've made for my hair because i feel beautiful Mm -hmm. i sound like an ad i feel beautiful (laughs) i feel confident i know that my hair is always together and actually i think my hair like this makes me more confident i always was confident in my like i don't want to say my looks but you know the person i am aesthetically but my hair being like this makes me more confident. I feel more reassured with my hair um, in its natural state, locked like this. Christine, you have natural yes. hair. Give us your rundown. I do. What's your rundown?
2: So, similar, my mother, when I was four years old, thought that my hair was unmanageable. So I
0: started getting perms, <laughs> and I was getting them every three weeks. Every three Oh my weeks. gosh, Christine. <laughs> and, yeah, and if you know, you're supposed
2: to get them every six to eight, and yeah. even that's pushing it yeah. but I was always a fan of natural hair I didn't know what my natural hair could do I was a fan of the curls in theory and when I was in high school I attempted to stop getting perms and grow my hair out natural as my senior year of high school going into college and my hairstylist at the time I gotten all the way to the Halle Berry and swordfish haircut so it was oh. a little bit longer than her signature And my hairstylist told me, you've got to perm your hair because I'm not doing your hair anymore. I don't know how to do it. Oh my goodness. So being young and dumb, I went ahead and permed it because I was like, I can't lose my hairstylist, which right. I haven't seen that woman since, <laughs> since uh, I was in uh, a freshman in college. But um, after I had Maya, which was six years ago, I started um, wearing my hair natural again. So I did the big chop, and I've always loved the big top. Uh, what you would call quote unquote the big chop like a regular for years before Uh, right now I am growing my hair out so it's natural so um, again because I am in corporate America I I keep my hair as it's growing from a regular in braids and wear wigs or weaves or braids like a braided bun which you'll find on my Instagram page but I'm a fan of natural hair and I'm a, a fan of children with natural hair I think that Telling children nowadays to perm their hair at four, five, six years old so that the mother can manage it is absolutely ridiculous.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. You know what? Before we jump right in, because we definitely want to tie in Maya, who's your your daughter. Um, We want to tie in Maya's hair journey as well. But you mentioned that you wear your hair styled differently to work because you're in corporate America. Why do you do that? Like, explain to me. I mean, because we had a whole episode on black in the workplace and even britney has mentioned that she feels a little um confined
1: i feel apprehensive about coming to work with certain styles because i feel like because of how i've been conditioned that it might not be acceptable or professional in a corporate America environment
0: do you feel well clearly you feel the same huh
1: well, I not necessarily. I think what it
2: is is it depends on the culture of the company. So the corporate environment is very blanket phrase. Mm-hmm. But the culture of a company, you know, Facebook is not the same as um, gosh, American Express right. or like a, a, a Morgan Stanley, you know, right. so you really have to think about the culture of the company. If I worked for Facebook, I wouldn't care. I would <laughs> I, I would definitely be just um wearing my hair wigs and weeds if i wanted to because i mean my my wigs and weeds are still very Afrocentric and very loud and wild and i love it okay. um or i would be wearing it in a short fro. it wouldn't matter but i don't work in that kind of culture so mm-hmm. mine is very um uh, oh, gosh, uh, very. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, conservative. The word, uh, very. good thank you was yeah. on uh, the tip of my tongue. Very conservative. So mm-hmm. I do have to wear the wigs and weeds. I can't be as free um, as as I could if I worked at like a Facebook or a
0: Google. Got right. it. Got it. Okay, that was just a little sidebar. Um, so Maya, tell us about Maya's hair journey. Cause I know that there's some pictures. We we read an article that you wrote <clears throat> for the Huff Post and it was entitled Can You Make a Black Girl Feel Pretty, where you talked about um natural hair and your daughter and that she was at her swim practice and you undid her ponytail so you could dry it evenly and she was so kind of like <gasps> that you like let her natural hair out and was really concerned if you were going to put it back in a ponytail and you kind of liberated her and encouraged her to wear her natural hair and embrace her curls. So tell us about Maya's journey, because in that article, you have a picture of Maya's hair straightened and Maya's hair curled in her natural curl pattern.
2: Her hair journey has been a a journey of self-love and awareness of her culture and herself. I think it goes beyond hair. Uh, And I'm sure that mothers nowadays, black mothers, really get that, that it's not just about the little girl's hair. It's about making sure the little girl feels represented. And I think that she had seen very little representation of herself in the media. She had seen very little representation of herself in the books that she read. And because of that, at the time when she was four years old, she felt like looking like Cinderella or looking like Belle was was the right thing to do. You should mm-hmm. have your hair straight like theirs. Your hair should be blonde. Your hair should look like Elsa's. And now as she's getting older and thankfully, as she ages, the television, children's television progresses. They have shows now, um, like Nella the Princess Knight, who is a biracial, I believe she's um, black and uh, uh, Mexican or something like that. Mm. Um, princess, who's also a, um, a knight. And she gets to see that now. And then she has Doc McStuffins, who, you know, had just come onto the scene when she was young. And then she has books like I Am Unique and um, I'm a Pretty Little Black Girl. She's starting to see more and more of that representation. So she's not as pressed about having her hair look like Elsa. She says sometimes, not even sometimes, quite often, that she wants to wear her hair just natural or curly.
1: I think generation alpha definitely does have an advantage because even like walking through Target you see a lot of the the models that they use have the curly hair so it makes it definitely more appealing to younger children and we're even getting more TV shows like Blackish I mean that may be a little right. bit too advanced for young Maya but we're going to have more of those shows, more blackish, more insecure.
0: But even with blackish, they have the younger, you know, you, you know, the, it shows the family demographics and even the young tot. I don't know her name, the, one, the twin, the baby twin. I don't Diane.
2: Know Diane! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Maya's aware of that show because whenever she wants hairstyles, styles, like she wears her hair and braids as well. And we go on Pinterest and we look uh-huh. at natural hair, and that's something that, you know, our generation didn't have. We didn't have a Pinterest to see we that it was okay it. to wear your hair natural, and other women were different. Doing that yeah. we kind of just saw pictures from the 60s and 70s and thought oh that's very outdated I'm not gonna look like that yeah. right. um, and then Beyonce for a brief high minute had Cornrows, but she didn't know that she was gonna continue that years and years later. Now with with the Lemonade album, I remember back when she had them for the Destiny's Child or the Survivor, and we, and we was like, "Oh, why is she having cornrows?" But uh, I digress, neither here nor there. But Maya is aware of blackish, and she's aware of the fact that she could wear her hair like Diana, or even wear her hair like God uh, Zoe. Oh, oh yeah, oh
1: a little Zoe. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: Give it to me. It's on the tip of my tongue.
1: I know who you're talking about. Zoe is a
0: sister in the in the show, right? Who is
1: Yeah, that? Zoe's the older sister.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yara. 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 Love That's, Yara. Yeah, I yeah. love her. She's a sweetie. You know what? Thinking about little baby Maya, I think back when I was a young tyke, girl, my mom, she was like, we're not wetting your hair. Like, that was always a big thing mm-hmm. for me. We didn't even swim without swimming caps. My mom's <laughs> like, I'm going to Best Buy. We're getting swimming caps. Best buy. I knew my limitation. I mean, not Best Buy. What is it called? Big, Big five. five. My mom knew our limitations, you know? And I was always really, really aware of, like, my hair doesn't do what everybody else's hair does. And one time, my mom's... um daughter my mom's friend's daughter came over this is a random sidebar but i think it's relevant she came over and my mom let her color in my coloring book girl and she colored the cinderella yellow i mean she colored her white with yellow hair and i'm like girl you see all through this coloring book she is brown <laughs> with black hair i'm like my girl is brown with black hair like me because right. we used the we had a lot of brown dolls black dolls and and i know in the article christine you mentioned that is it's very uh, relevant to have the grandmother of the child in the home, in the black home, to encourage them and make them feel pretty. And that resonated with me yes. because we were around my grandmother a lot. Mm-hmm. And she always told us, she never really necessarily talked about our hair, but she was always instilling that self-love. Like, you are so pretty. You mm-hmm. are so pretty. Eat your vegetables so you have pretty brown eyes. You know, I was always um, aware of my culture in my house and that I was beautiful. So I was pissed off when she colored that girl back, yellow.
1: Back to the grandmother, I completely agree. My grandmother was the same and I think she also taught me to experiment with my hair a lot because she's been, since I've known my grandmother, she's been <laughs> snap pappy bald. She's wore, she's worn blonde wigs. One day I'll come to her house, she has a brown one. My
0: grandma <laughs> and your grandma are twins. They yes. literally were separated at birth, and you guys.
1: She just taught taught me to be my true authentic self. Like, just do what you want, especially in regards to the hair. She has worn that hair 50 different ways. And when she did the snap, pappy, bald, I said, okay, sister.
0: My grandma has always done the shortcut. So, Christine, because um, do you feel like that element of reinstilling that authentic self and that self-love is going to be missing from Generation Alpha? And can you explain, because we've used Generation Alpha already two or three times, exactly what age, demographic, or group is Generation Alpha?
2: Yes. Generation Alpha is uh, 2011 to, I'm sorry, 2010, I believe, to present. And I cite that in a Forbes article. So, you know, anybody can correct me, feel free to. But the article is The Complete Guide to Generation Alpha. And I want to say it is 2010 to present.
0: Okay. So do you think that element of, like, having your... Um, grandparents in the home or, you know, are we missing that that reassurance and that, you know, cultivating that self-love through our grandparent? Or do you think that with social media and the images that we have and the hashtag Black Girl Magic, that's enough? You know, it's difficult to say.
2: I think that because our generation, millennials, grew up with grandparents um, and to this day, I think that We are one of the larger generations that did have grandparents in the household. I don't know how Generation Alpha is going to play out and, you know, if they're going to live with their grandparents. I would imagine so, maybe not to the level that we did, but just because of what the recession did to us, I would imagine that some of them will live with their grandparents. The impact of the grandparents, I think, just the impact of family will be even more important for them because they're dealing with things that we never even imagined, like cyberbullying, that that didn't even exist for us. The internet didn't even exist. So they are dealing with challenges that we didn't have to. So family as a whole will be important for them, for sure. Yeah.
1: I agree with social, um, and I think also with social media now, we have so many different images of natural hair since it's a big thing now that we might have another problem on our hands. We might have the problem of comparison. Oh, her curls are better than mine. The
0: 3B to compare the, to the 4C. Right, and comparison. now they're trying
1: to eliminate the hair grading system.
0: Oh, well, that's good. The hair
1: typing, that's what it's called now. Hair grade is a thing of the past, hair typing. I see a lot of people trying to shy away from the hair typing because really, regardless of your hair type, we have so many other different factors that come into play when it comes to the hair, the um, the density, density the yeah. porosity, um, your yeah. genes. It's just so much. So um, another problem I think that we do have with social media is the comparison, and it can be a little bit discouraging for even adults to begin a natural hair journey because we're looking at hair crushes, wondering why our hair is not progressing as fast as the next person, and it's a lot. I agree.
2: I think that overall education is extremely important and Maya and I were lucky enough to um, look into Maya I don't know if you guys are aware of that but that was founded by a woman who was also featured in Forbes and it's a company based out of Atlanta I believe and what it's just so it's so holistic it's the 360 view of your hair so you go online and you do answer a couple questions about your hair it's similar to like an ancestry or a a genetic composition test you do cut some of your hair at the um a few strands at the base so that you can send it back to a lab and they can test your hair for all of the things you just mentioned and look at what type of hair type you have but then beyond that they notice if you have too much product buildup. they recommend products for you for your hair type you also get a consultation with a hair stylist I mean, that was really amazing um, and transformational for both Maya and I with our curls and figuring out what worked best
0: for us. Wow. We're going to have to include that in the description for all of our girlfriends who maybe will find that valuable. You know what? We have... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We have a listener question. Um, You know, when we were talking about Black in the Workplace and we had a few of our girlfriends on the podcast... Um, earlier in the year, talking about being wives and mothers and balancing the two. Um, and this kind of question ties in, what do you think of um, moms who find relief when their children are born with a classified good hair?
2: I think it's unfortunate. I, and I understand where it comes from completely. Um, but i I do think it's unfortunate. I I think that you can always work with whatever God gave you and he gave it to you because it is your glory to show off. So to wish to look like someone else, that's something that I I honestly can't fathom because again, my grandmother raised me with self-confidence, so Mm -hmm. it's difficult for me to wish to look like somebody else or to be like somebody else or act like somebody else and for a mother to see their child and feel relieved because they have hair that they think is good because it's like
0: somebody else's that's just that's disappointing to me right right i think well i'm gonna provide my feedback on that one i think you know in the in the past i think with social media and the hashtag black girl magic and the natural hair journey within the last maybe like you said since you've started embracing your hair maybe 10 years or so um even us millennials we're just getting to the point where We, uh, are accepting ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're loving our skin color. We're not like consumed necessarily with light skin, dark skin. It's just like black. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Black girl magic. We love our hair, the texture. We're really owning who we are as black women. And I think that for so long before this movement started and with access to the internet and images of other powerful black women or women just being confident, um, our hair was like a sign of like plague, like, damn, I got to do something to it. I got to figure it out. So when you kind of link up or, you know, have a child with good hair, it's like, oh, good, you won't have to go through what what I I felt in regards to length and texture and wanting this and wanting that. I think that's more of where that sense of relief comes from. But I think now with us raising our children and and I know the internet, it's kind of like um, a, a, the duality in, in our in using the internet and the dichotomy is that on one hand we do have cyberbullying and we do have this um, kind of negative influence where it's like your body should look like this you should look like this this is what you should do to get this, that, and the other whereas we also on the other hand have Love yourself, the self love,
1: self care, self care, black girl magic, black
0: girl magic, melanin yeah. overload, melanin popping. Mm-hmm. We have that. So I think that maybe it'll be um easier for us to combat those feelings of relief now because we do have resources in, and moms now are able to say, I'm gonna raise my child like this. My mm-hmm. child won't feel those feelings. So maybe it won't be an issue now. But I, I could totally understand where someone would be like, Oh, you don't have to feel what I felt as a young, young black girl wearing a swimming cap.
1: Yeah. I even, <laughs> I even was listening to a podcast and, um, a mother was speaking about how she has a mixed race child and how she sh- shies away from using the hashtag mixed baby, mixed, mixed, um, Cute, beautiful mixed mix. Kids yeah. Whatever. Because it glorifies the fact that, oh, I have a mixed child. Like right. I get, my child is wearing a badge of honor. Because they're mixed, and they have these mixed qualities, they have the good hair, and I totally agree with what you said, where we have more resources, and we we feel more empowered to not feel like that is the only way to have a child with good hair. Like we're saying now, good hair equals healthy hair.
0: Healthy hair. So
1: if your hair is healthy, you now have good hair, whether it's a 3B, a 3A, or a 4E.
0: Right. Good, good hair is hair you feel confident with.
1: Yes. And I think it's
2: very I, I agree. I think that that is what it is. I think that there's nothing wrong with your weeds. There's nothing wrong with wearing wigs. Good hair is what makes you feel confident.
0: Yes. Yes. Especially like there there's certain times where people try to shun other people for not wearing their natural Hair that's coming out of their scalp. But if they feel confident and sexy and like they can uh, run the world, hashtag Beyonce, then let them slap their wig on right, and do what they're gonna do. I agree. Don't right. agree?
1: I totally agree. And I think that we shouldn't be afraid to experiment, whether mm-hmm. it's a protective style, whether it's rocking your natural hair. I think another thing um, that shies people away from natural hair is they don't give it enough time. Okay. It's like, oh, I tried this style; it flopped. I'm done. It's not for me. Right. The natural hair journey, that natural hair movement, is not for me. But honestly, or the
0: comparison,
1: or the comparison, but it's for it is for you because it's your hair. If you want it to be for you, it can be for you. Just give it a, just give it a try. Be persistent. Be patient. Even with the little young the youngins, yeah, because hair- some
0: people have still permed their kids' hair even right now. And you're gonna have to reinstill in them some transitional love. You gotta love your hair during the transitional phases. That's the hardest part. It is. The transition. Yeah. Does Maya wear protective styles? What how does Maya how do you usually style Maya's hair?
2: She usually wears her hair just curly. So she'll wear ponytails, um, sometimes individual braids. But I I think that now that she's six this year, I might get her into braids that actually have hair added to them. Mm. Um, I haven't put uh, crochet braids in, but I'm fortunate enough to have a sister who's a hairdresser, and she recommended that for Maya as well. Um, She also, again, is Maya's stylist, so she does a great job at telling me what's necessary for her hair to. But most of the time, she does just wear um, braids with just her hair and ponytails, or she'll just wear her hair completely
0: out. Oh, I love it. I love it. Do you use terms like uh, black girl magic with Maya?
2: I do. I use it with myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Maya is very familiar with black girl magic. She is. I love that. I That's love that. So
1: sweet. And how about with your son? How does he wear his hair? Because, you know, a lot of the He's- little boys wear their hair curly, too. They do, and of course his hair is
2: naturally curly, but his father is bald, and I think his father is the most handsome man on the planet, so he wears his hair, he wears his hair like his father, he wears a very um, low cut.
0: I love that. So, uh, I know we talked about a lot, it was like a lot compacted, but Christine, do you have any recommendation, any literature, we know you write so much for um, so many credible sources, For our young millennial moms, you guys, Christine is a a younger mom. She's 31 and looking good with her two babies. Yes. um, No, thank you. Of course, full of knowledge. Christine, do you have any recommendations, literature, articles, websites, anything to recommend for the millennial mom raising generation alpha?
2: With regards to black hair, I do recommend that everybody try Maya Vana because that really was amazing. I posted about that on Instagram before. Um, I'm... Received no endorsement from this or anything like that. I just and it's, it was founded by a black girl. I think she's a millennial too. I just really love uh, her company and what she's doing. She's very progressive, so do look into Maya Von. It's M Y A V A N A. I also like um, the "I Am Unique" book collection, and I also like the "I'm a Pretty Little Black Girl." I especially like that book because it shows an array of different black girls and how they play together with they're friends of different races and how um and it's particularly about a little girl named mia and how she goes through her day um and and loves her hair and looks in the mirror and always says it's a great book so that's great to read to your children my daughter loves that book um and then everybody can follow me on instagram and twitter i'm always posting things that i find relevant for millennial moms and my hashtag is the michelle carter i'm sorry my at is um Michelle
0: Carter there you go so you guys know where you can find Christine she gave us some great tips how to raise generation alpha using the resources and tools of the internet and um, if you guys have any questions for Christine I'm sure she wouldn't mind connecting with you and chatting with you and giving Not you all yeah 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 see each one teach one Brittany, right. did you have anything <laughs> left
1: Um, the last thing I have to say is for those of us Who are trying to embrace our natural hair um, outside of the children, just make sure that you're living in the now, embracing where you are now. Don't be afraid to experiment with different styles and different products. Stop obsessing over the length of your hair. Worry about the health of your hair. Uh And also don't be afraid to coin a signature style. If the wash and go is your go-to, rock the wash and go. If it's a twist out, Nail that. Bantu knot, whatever it is, signature style will save your life, your natural life for sure.
0: And we can also endorse that to the babies.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) That's where the babies too. Don't worry about the length. Experiment. Tell mommy what you want to try. Go on Pinterest. Pick some pictures out and we'll go from there. Christine, we are so thankful that you came to chat with us. We're thankful, thankful, and appreciative. and we will include all of that information in the description: where to find you, how to find you, everything that you told us about. And we will chat soon.
1: Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, yes. rate and review the podcast, and also follow us on Instagram at the Black Girl Bravado Pod
0: and follow Christine on Instagram.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, Christine. We'll <laughs> chat with you later. Thank you.
2: We're gonna